Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama graduation cast. Yes, uh, we're at, as we've said repeatedly, season four finale. We are at the last episode of season four, which could be the last episode of Riverdale. Could have been, actually. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent enough finale. Everything realistically is wrapped up, except for you could say, like, interpersonal things, but they just kind of started the interpersonal yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> like they could have left some things. But honestly, I mean, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, if if we're going through what where our basic thoughts of this episode are, it it's a decent enough episode they they spoiler for land they won't they're not going to do that thing where they uh uh where going from season three to season four where they're like and here's a obvious flash forward stinger to bring you forward i wonder if they might have done that if this had been at the end of season four and they didn't you know know that you're watching (laughs) six years later next week the (laughs) the problem that i had really part of it um is almost the fact that like i up until this point, I could not believe anything had changed from, like they <laughs> like they didn't rewrite anything. It all felt they very just much, did the episodes they had. So I didn't even think of that. Oh yeah, I guess they could have done an additional flash forward. Like they even got FP to come do these three episodes because I assume Skeet Ulrich had in his contract to do. I however many episodes there were last, or maybe he was just like, here's, you here's, know what, I'll come. Well, I think they probably. I think his contract was still probably up because these were kind of like how the block was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything from this from those last two, the last two episodes before this, I think that might be shot before that could the be. pandemic was done, and then because all of his business is this episode, and he does seem like a good guy. Like I know he felt like he was done with the show when FP's journey had gone where it was going to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean to be fair, but like, yes, he's not a he's not a dick. He's not gonna be like, well, my contract is up, so I figure it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, really, kind of is done. <laughs> to to be fair, uh, but it's it's a it's it's a decent episode. It's and it's so much like I can only think of these as season four to, to the fact that when I was I told Aaron this, I've been reading a lot of Wikipedia stuff and when you read <laughs> through like the season three plot lines it reaches the or the season four plot lines it reaches the end I'm like no I guess they haven't updated yet for what <laughs> happens afterwards like oh right this is I got, a different season <laughs> gotta go forward to season five see what happens after killing Mr. Honey oh Mr. Honey Mr. Honey Mr. will not appear in the rest of the season at all best principal they ever had <laughs> I understand that that and I almost forgot that yes he did get fired though he just got another job he's now at Stonewall yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which you know is very far away from Riverdale or very close hard uh, to say <laughs> I mean we'll get it as soon as well right after this I think <laughs> um <laughs> but for some reason it's weird that this season began with be like yes we talked to Mr. Honey he's fine and we will not like I was like did <laughs> is he fine is did he Charles fine? kill did him? Charles kill him <laughs> you know what I choose to believe that Charles did kill him oh oh god I I, I we're done with Charles. Charles will not appear in this. We're not going to talk about Charles. He is done. But Alice talks about Charles. Alice is done. <laughs> Everyone is done. Everyone is done. Let's no, be real. No one appears in this episode. It's all done. Nothing matters. <laughs> uh, let's just get right into it. I think. Let's have anything you no, else want to say. Absolutely. Let's I think do we, it. I think we both made our feelings, our spoiler free reviews of this episode. Which it's, is. Hmm. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Because <laughs> this is Riverdale. Season 5, Episode 3, Graduation. Graduation. 
the episode starts with a real classic Jughead Jones voiceover. It feels like it's season one because he is reflecting on what has happened over the past four seasons. Not only that, (laughs) it feels like Jughead has to come in to try to salvage the series. Like, no, no, no. Um, From the start, this story has been about a town. And to be fair, it's called Riverdale. But he explains. He's like, the town used to be good. It was a good town. Yeah, it's it's a story about a town and the darkness of the people of that town hidden under the surface. Oh, oh, so much of this episode has decided to really go into the fact that this town was once good. It's because we have been spending so much time being like, I don't understand what Riverdale is. But I'm yeah. sorry, if this town used to be good, then how is there Sketch Alley? It did not used you, to be good. You're messing it up, Jughead. <laughs> it did not used to be good. All these, all these people all these just have a lot of privilege. Entrenched. Yeah, they just, well, I think all these people have a lot of privilege, and there's a lot of stuff going they on there. They just never used to cross the bridge to the south side. <laughs> I mean, even the south side people, I think. I'll, they just we'll, never crossed the other bridge. We'll get into that at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he, and he brings up like, oh, and the darkness in this town, like Clifford and the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King and the Stonies. <laughs> it's like, I mean, is Stonewall in Riverdale? It's either very far away or very close. Hard to say. But you I, do take a train. And I, and Jughead, you don't get to claim that the Stonies are part of the evil of Riverdale because that secret society has existed for years. But his grandfather was a part of it! Yeah. Yeah. Where is Stonewall? I, I could probably go look that up while it's my Wikipedia thing. I got none of the answers I initially went into when I did that. <laughs> anyway, here's the fifth villain. Jellybean. Now Jellybean. Jellybean, who will also not feature much in this episode. No lines. She has zero lines. There's, there's one segment where I thought he was a stand-in. <laughs> where I'm like, did they could they not get Jelly Bean back for this shot? Yeah, no, they will occasionally talk around her thing. Well, especially right here. Jughead is like, he blames himself because I brought her but to Riverdale. then he says, I took her away from everything she's ever known to be with me, which is rampantly no. incorrect, incorrect because she lived in Riverdale until she was like 11 and then she went to Toledo for like one year. <laughs> yeah. And her mom brought her back. Yeah. And her mom also took her away from everything she's ever known to take her to Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom was... And also, remember when Jellybean first arrived and there's a weird thing where, like, her she and her mom... She was working with Gladys yeah, to the... steal FP's swag? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But there to were... sell drugs? I don't know. But there was a thing where... I remember distinctly one scene where it's... It was Gladys and it was Jellybean and they'd be like... I... Like, Gladys says, oh, you really have him wrapped around your finger. And Jellybean's like, oh, I know. I'm like, I... She was... She's... Jellybean has actually never been portrayed as the... Innocent, sweet, innocent. The sweet, innocent angel. The first time you meet her, she knocks out Penny Peabody with a slingshot. Because she's a part of the Toledo Serpents. Yeah, she she's a gang member who cracked a full-grown woman holding a knife, like, in the skull. So, like, Jughead, if there's anyone to blame, it's your mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, FP is going there. He's talked to J. He's talked to JB. <laughs> That's all the, the names they're saying. Uh, and this talking people like Alice is like, oh well, I looked into child therapists. Alice got a child a therapist. Okay, here's the thing that I, I, I we can do a little bit here. I am. This show is so bad at villain um, redemption redemption arcs. arcs. They just decide they're redeemed now. They don't 
do anything. They don't feel like they earn it. They're just horrible monsters. And then the show goes, actually, no, they're not. Because season one, Alice, would... No. She'd be like, I got... She'd be like, I got her Adderall. I got her a bunch of drugs. Or I'm going to send her... I guess the comment no longer exists, but... Yeah. <laughs> I sent her to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. You know that place is empty now, right? Huh? But but I dropped her off and I talked to a nun. Uh-oh. It was a ghost. <laughs> oh, no. Jellybean's with a ghost now. <laughs> the ghost nuns. There's this image of Jellybean wa- <laughs> walking <laughs> through, through like an old whatever that place was. Just going, hello? Why am I here? Hello. <laughs> Jellybean would never make movies again, or she'd make really dark movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Effie decides, no, I got a better idea. We're going back to Toledo. And I guess I'm going too, because I have connections there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to her mother. And boy, is that not going to be an awkward reaction when they return. And Gladys is like, no, I abandoned you. Why are you coming back? I said I was bad for you, so I left, and now you came to me. Like, And if he's like, Riverdale was worse for us. <laughs> I will say, they're not, they never clarify that going to Toledo will solve all her problems. They're just sort of like, maybe it's better, and I do disagree but they gotta have a reason for fb to leave the show and you know what at least they're not killing him yes uh <laughs> so um alice is like can we talk about this and fp's like yep and then they never will yeah they will yeah they will never talk about it instead they'll be like oh we, we gotta we will we'll deal with this whole thing but first we gotta go find those kids she was making movies with. Is that what they were doing? In the, because at the beginning, it did. I didn't understand what they were doing. They're just like. But they had to make some stops on the way to find the kids who she made the movies with. Did they say kids at the beginning? Yeah. They did? Well, I don't know if they said kids, but they said her, like, collaborators. All I knew, all I knew is that, like, FP and Jaya were talking, like, well, there's something we gotta do first. And then. All of a sudden, they're at Archie's place. I'm like, Archie, you gotta open up your gym. But, and then, <laughs> but there's something we gotta do first. And then Tom Keller is there, and they're at Hiram's house, and they're like, Hiram, make him sheriff right now. <laughs> this, everything happens so fast <laughs> that they're just popping up. It's like, once again, how is this show that had 26 episodes in a season, or however many they had, <laughs> all of a sudden hit this point where they have to rush and they're like, oh my god, uh, Archie, open up your gym. Uh, Keller, come with me. Hey, Hiram, you gotta make Keller sheriff. People are gonna ask who the sheriff is, so let's just cover it off now. And to be fair, they did not have to do that before this. That was just... Like, that was just so we would know who the sheriff was. Well, I think they picked up Keller to do the other thing and then it's like, you know what, actually? Maybe we cut one more thing off the... <laughs> so they go and do that and so then they arrive then they at the gym. they go to the gym and it turns out that all these kids... Have been sleeping, sleeping under the boxing ring in the gym, yeah. despite the fact that the gym is a community center that is open 24 hours, I, I thought. Well, no, it's, it's not, because uh, Monroe's grandmother is no longer there, I guess, or mother. Because It was his grandmother. Grandmother, yeah. And he went to Notre Dame. <laughs> and grandmother's like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? And then it goes into, like, another talk between, like, smash cut from that to, I guess they're dealt with now. <laughs> and Jughead is home with Betty, and he's pontificating about They how... look so innocent under there. But I know they weren't. I mean, kids make creepy movies, guys. <laughs> they didn't actually kill anyone. Yeah, it, they, they really... They, they waver a lot on there. And then... Oh, and then he says the weirdest thing ever, which... 
I mean, we'll get into it, but he's like, I mean, we survived all the stuff of this town, but I never thought how it would re- reflect on the uh, on the next generation. And, and like, Jughead. And what stuck in my head after he said that for the rest of the episode, because yeah. this is a theme in this episode. Yeah. 90% of the bad things that happened in Riverdale were specifically focused on Archie Andrews and his three best friends. Yeah, I'm not sure if all the other people really were dealing with that much. Like, yes, they were playing Griffins and Gargoyles, which I guess was a magic game that, that made you them kill, yourself. To kill yourself. But, like, the Gargoyle King was not haunting anyone other than our main four <laughs> because the Gargoyle King was mad at their... Yeah, I mean... And, and like, the Black Hood would be scary. The Black Hood would be scary. The thing that happened the most to... Though he couldn't kill anybody. That's true. <laughs> he was <laughs> unable to kill anybody the thing that happened there was a time where the black hood told the town to be sinless or else he would kill someone which would be scary for children which would be scary for children what i really got stuck into is jughead being like the next generation I'm like dude jughead they're like four years younger than you yeah they're not a generation they're, they are your generation you're all gen Z. That's like this doctor I used to work with would tell me that we were different generations. He'd be like, oh, well, your generation knows how to do this, but my generation does this. And I was yeah. like, you're five years older than me. Yeah. Like, we're the same generation. Like, I'm going to give this a like, I get it, Jughead. When you're a senior in high school and you're looking at the people who are just being, who are just about to graduate into high school, you're they like. They seem like little babies. Like, Look at these little babies. We guard here. They protect them. But when you're 25 and they're 20, you're all dealing with the same thing. When you're. <laughs> <laughs> So this this weirdo, like, Jughead being like, but the kids. Will they be haunted by the actions? Like, Are we doomed to be haunted by this town for the rest of our lives? And, like, I just want to point out, for this past year, yeah. there's really been nothing going on. No, for this past year, those kids have been fine. They're Other than at- making their creepy movies. No, but they did but that. they were the ones making the creepy films. So they weren't scared. Like, the things that happened this past year were Stonewall unrelated to them and the the serial killer was charles who killed no one this entire year until well, yeah but he killed brett in prison and he killed joan in i don't know the london which again means that the supervillain was specifically focused on archie andrews and his three best friends yeah, and those kids had like here's the, if you were just someone going to pop tates every day you'd be like Nothing happened this year. No, Jellybean did have to deal with her brother pretending to be dead. Yeah. But she knew he was pretending. Yeah, no, she knew. she figured it out immediately. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, no, Jellybean's, Jellybean was involved. <laughs> anyway. It, it, yeah, the, 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 those, honestly, there's not a lot that I think, the, the Black Hood was probably the worst part but for that, the kids. They've had two years to heal from the Black Hood, and hopefully their parents got them therapy. Well, and, and also we know everyone the Black Hood attacked. It was... Miss Grundy over in another town. They Midge. Killed, Midge would, would probably have been the worst one. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, because that was, you know, in in, in front of everyone. Uh, but but let know. us not forget, Kevin, there are boys being mutilated in the woods. That's so true. there is something going on in Riverdale there that is, we don't know about. There is other things going on. <laughs> so, so Archie, uh, I guess now it's nighttime again. He, he has gotten the kids out of... <laughs> And he went home to have a nightmare. And he's having a nightmare that he's had before. Yes. We we see a scene that I remember from. I remember this. Be, I, I think it was when it, during the, like his whole SAT thing. Yeah. I did have to stop and scream because there was Luke Perry Andrews footage. And then I was like, no, this is clearly from something else. Because they yeah. use a lot of footage in this episode from previous episodes. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Archie's mom is 
confident that he'll graduate. She's, For reasons unknown, yeah. because... He, he already got his... Um, <laughs> his, cap and gown. His cap and gown. And I think they're graduating tomorrow. Now, the, what will bother me, <laughs> yeah. another thing that will bother me through this entire episode, is at this point, like, they should have been having, like, weekly meetings with the guidance counselor that we met in that episode. Do you know what I forgot? So it shouldn't come as a surprise whether they're graduating or not. Aaron, that was the, Aaron do you know what I forgot? I forgot that Archie's whole went to prison thing was last season. Yeah, he hasn't caught up. Yeah, the, why didn't he do summer school last summer? Like, I understand, yes, his dad died in July, but he should have been in school for a while by then. I mean, then. I guess he has been traumatized by his dad dying, so he's probably not performing super well in school. But guess what? Mr. Honey, someone should have caught that before, like, May. Cheryl, Cheryl missed 26 days of school this summer. But this, she... This year. Hmm. Apparently she's an expert. Anyway. anyway. We gotta go through a whole bunch of flashbacks, because next we have Veronica, who gets some new pearls from Hiram. I'm also really weirded out that Hiram and Hermione are just sitting at the same table. Because like... they already decided to split up. Yeah. Also, Aaron, I forgot. This is the second time they've... Third time... Second time they divorced. That's right. Because they... Because when she tried to kill him, he left. And then he decided to come back after they were both arrested. That's right. And Veronica did not like it. Yeah. And, and mom was like, I gotta use my wiles and giles. He'll protect us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, but they also got his, like, it, it, oh, we talked about this last time. Um, they got Lodge Enterprises yes. after Hiram. They Veronica framed Hiram for her crimes at the Bon Nui. Yes, he went. He got arrested. Then Hermione, Hermione got arrested for trying to kill him. Yeah. Then her well, Hermione. Then Hermione and uh, Veronica. I mean, af, not after what you said. After what I said. Okay. Then Hermione and Veronica got all of his assets. Uh huh. Then Hermione was arrested, and then those assets vanished. Well, they still exist, obviously, because Veronica just got them again. Well, I. Well, this might. Ju- you might be right. This might just be the rum operation. So, um, the irony of the scene is Hiram's like, oh, I know you've never worn pearls since season one, but hopefully you'll wear them on graduation. <laughs> yeah. And Veronica is wearing a pearl bracelet during this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but maybe Hiram didn't give that to her. Maybe she gave it to herself with her rum business. Yeah. Anyway, so she looks in the mirror for a while, thinks about pearls and thinks about... Season la- one. Season one pearls. They do not show the moment when she dramatically pulls them off after, after she learns that Midge's dad tried to commit... Not Midge. <laughs> Ethel's dad tried to commit suicide, so... A little sure. good there. They don't do that. They don't rehash that stupid scene. Another character also looks in the mirror and remembers the past. Cheryl remembers Jason and the yeah. time that she usurped every single school event for a year to make it about Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and, and they stopped doing, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, July 4th parades for three years. Oh, yes, because of Jason. Because of Jason. And then she threw a damn fit when they wanted to do another one. <sighs> Uh, meanwhile, Alice is crying because FP did decide to leave her with no warning, and she has realized that the family she envisioned... The only the only thing I can write down is Alice is crying about literally everything. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't understand why Polly and the babies won't be around on holidays. The Where ba- did they go? Okay, I know, understand Polly is currently in the asylum being deprogrammed. Remember, she attacked oh, the yeah. person named Betty. Yeah, yeah. Like, but why doesn't she go get her grandchildren back from the from the underage girl and the infirm old woman? 
who these babies will not appear in this episode i'm certain that if alice really wanted to push it she could easily get custody away from that pair so alice cries and betty's like i will definitely come back for holidays mom yeah yeah simmer (laughs) uh meanwhile archie i mean not meanwhile this is this is after yeah uh archie walks in and his storyline begins and it's honestly pretty grim but it does make sense for archie yeah uh, it makes unfortunate sense so he walks in and instantly right there at the front doors of the school is a sign up for the army and he will look at that and he will look at that sign up a lot yeah and it's at like I don't know if this is a thing that goes on in the States, but it's pretty grim that they're like, oh, they're at the graduation. They're clearly not there for the people who are, like, going off to, like, a trade college or a university. They're there for the kids who, you know, are like Archie that, you know, are feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're just going to kind of snap them up. So we don't have time for that right now, though. Right now, Cheryl, and for reasons unknown, Tony are going to open a time capsule from the year the school opened. Cheryl is the student body president. Yeah, Cheryl's fine. It's for reasons unknown, Tony. Because she is the first lady of the student body. So they open up this time capsule. It has, like, newspapers and army pictures. Weatherby's also there. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't do anything (laughs) because Cheryl's bossy. But, Kevin, there's something more important about the scene. More important than the newspapers and the photos and the pops menu that is in the time capsule. Yeah. Sweet pea. is in this scene and he will be in this episode a lot sweepy and fangs will just be around in this episode they they get to be part of the the crowning like graduation thing we're the oc where the graduation was there's all those other people around but we really focus on those four Mm -hmm. sweepy and fangs will always be there forever there the pretty poisons will not (laughs) i don't remember what they looked like maybe they are there so, yeah, they pull a bunch of things out of this yearbook. You get the newspapers, you get a pops menu, sports it's card. a lot of references to, like, original Archie comic stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing they pull out is a photo of four seniors from, I guess, this first ever class about to head off to World War II. And we could talk about this photo and these characters, caricatures. Yeah. A lot. And we did. Yeah. The Yeah, the year is... Unfortunate, because it's 1945. They're going off in uh, uh, May. May. Which they're still going to do basic, and they're going to do that. And then the war will end in September. So, I mean, in some ways, these boys are super lucky, because I bet they all came home. Yep. But another... And it's like... Hitler, Hitler, Hitler would have died uh, two months before they they... Signed up. Now, I'm sure they enlisted ahead of time, yeah. or it's possible that they were drafted. Like, the draft was still going on. Yeah. I figured it was the sort of thing where, like, you know, there was, because, uh, you know, America entered the war 1942, whatever Pearl Harbor uh, happened. And, like, I'm sure that for years they were like, yeah, once, once we're, we're going to fight for our country. Once we're 18, we'll enter the war and we'll show them, you know, Japanese what, what, what. Now, I got really, really stuck on the fact that. These boys, these four boys, are the only boys going to the war? I mean, Riverdale must have been a lot smaller back then. 
I know right now it's its size is indeterminate and impossible, but it probably was a small Slightly town back smaller. then. Um, I want to bring this up right now. I told you beforehand that this might be a secret, but or a, a secret <laughs> thing that I can reveal to you because you were trying to figure out is one of these boys important? Important. I have a thing who it might be. Ooh, tell me. Um, because as I said, Wikipedia dive. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into the Blossom family. There is a guy called Benjamin Blossom. This, I'm going to read his Wikipedia entry. Tell me. Verbatim. (laughs) Private Benjamin Blossom served in World War II and was an ancestor of the Blossom family. Unbeknownst to Benjamin, he found and recovered the infernal crown of Herod in Hitler's bunker in 1945. Benjamin then sneaked the crown Back to his hometown of Riverdale, however, he was murdered by a group of occultists who were after the crown, though they never found it. Before his death, Benjamin hid the crown in a maple tree. I mean, I do think one of them had red hair. Um, but, which, but, but the implication is that is he went to Hitler's bunker months after Hitler died. Well, yeah, because he got to Europe and there was no fighting, so he just roamed about. <laughs> yeah, he just wandered through Germany, it was like, oh, Hitler's bunker, huh? Oh, cool. Magic crown. Uh, before you ask, yes, that is Sabrina. Now, that is from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, audience, we are not making light of World War II, but we are making light of this show. It, this this show's <laughs> doing, it's uh, it's not light making light of World II. It's making light of like the timing that they have to work around here, because 75 years ago. Now, moving forward, everything that Mr. Honey did has been destroyed. They got to have prom last episode. This episode, they get to have yearbooks. Yeah. Because Betty and Veronica paid for the yearbooks to be printed, which they told Mr. Honey they were doing. And he was like, it's the principle of the matter. <laughs> God, he was a bad, he was a bad principal. Such a bad principal. Such a bad principal. And Jughead and Archie got to go to the principal's office. Good principal, new principal, old principal, Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> new new old principal, yes. To find out if they're graduating. Yeah, so. Because they, sh- I mean, they should already. They should already know because they're graduating tomorrow. But. Um, now, apparently. You were right. At Jughead's credits transferred. Well, no, no, Jughead's. Well, but his his status was a little more up in the air than I thought. I thought at this point he was just a hundred percent concerned. Yeah. Jughead is graduating. No, he comes up being like, "Yeah, turns out I am graduating." Did he only take one class at Stonewall? That's the only way the storyline makes sense. <laughs> Anyway, so he is, but then Archie goes in, and it feels a lot more grim right off the bat. And Weatherby says that he's super, super sorry. Weatherby, good principal, now that he's not part of a cult. Is super sorry for Archie. Not only is he not graduating, but his grades, he, like, he has to repeat courses. And, Summer school will not be enough. And here's the thing I'll say, like, it sucks. Really what should have happened is that Archie should have been able to do summer school like, between his junior and senior year. To catch up so he'd do well in his senior year. Yeah, because he lost... He, the, he his, lost time for the, prison. The, the, the prison was in junior year. He lost half a year. Summer school should have been able to do the whole keep up thing there. And Here, now, with now here's the thing. Mr. Weatherby was currently in... In a cult. In a cult. So there probably was no summer school that year. Which yeah. means the educational system has let Archie Andrews down. It has. Um, but also, in Riverdale, summer school only runs from May until June. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that later. Okay. So maybe if you just did it all summer. I will clarify, though, for, um, uh, like, 
and it was this is not Archie's fault because he he, he nobody ever was able to because Mr. Mr. Weatherby, good principal and drug dealer, uh, was off being in a cult, <laughs> in a, in a cult and losing fingers. Um, he Archie being the one. Mm. Uh, he nobody ever told him, hey, there actually is a chance. So I'm not surprised this last year he focused on the two jobs he had and didn't focus on school because nobody told him, hey, there actually is a chance. And you know what? Somewhat like he could have spent this entire year working towards it. He could have yeah. taken distance courses. He could have gotten tutoring. If the school system, <laughs> Mr. Honey, actually cared about him. No, it's Mr. It, yeah, Mr. Honey 100% was This would have started Archie. in September. Yeah, Mr. Honey, the best principal. Now, Miss Bell does bring up good points, just going back there. Yeah. Did, no one did die this year, but that's only because there's no there was no serial killers this year. Yeah. And if Mr. Honey genuinely cared about students, he wouldn't have, like, been prejudiced against people because their dads died and they went to jail yeah. because they were framed by their girlfriend's dad. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, now, Mr. Weatherby being nice, he's like, yeah, summer school won't work. And he says to Archie, no one will hold it against you for repeating senior year. Yeah. If anyone should repeat senior year. Yeah. Um now Archie, because he he just he's got a lot of toxic stuff in his brain, is unable to handle that. Now Witherby, being a good principal, does yeah. also not just allow him to walk the stage with his friends, so he gets to have a moment with his friends. Yeah, asks Archie to record the graduation song. Yeah, he's like, well, I was, you know, you're 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 a great jo- musician. Josie <laughs> isn't here anymore, so, so it's it's you. Melody and Val aren't characters anymore. M- Melody and Valerie are off screen. <laughs> you may have melted into the wind. Yeah. Uh but he does tell um Jughead that he has summer school. And then he says And he will repeatedly say that to everybody. And then he says, I'll get my diploma by June. And I was like, What? That makes it even more like he could have done it last summer. His dad wouldn't even have been dead by the time yeah, he, did he summer would have been school. done summer school before his dad died. <laughs> Anyway. I just feel like this is a problem that could have been very easily solved by having a halfway decent education system. Hmm, America. So uh, we we head to the man. This enti- this scene is like an OC scene. It's like the classic last day of school moment, like you would see in a movie musical, like Grease. And I love that the the reason they chose science class is because it has the least seats. So. Every single person in this science class is a character. The best part is Reggie and Sweet Pea are teamed up at their desk, and when the bell goes off, they hug. They do Those hug. bros hug. And then, because they're all people are hugging and people are kissing, and then Veronica goes up to Archie, and they both, uh, and then Reggie comes up from behind Archie, was like, dude, whoa, like, and uh. it's like, oh, Reggie, you sweet boy, you didn't know, you saved them. Well, also Reggie does love Archie. Reggie loves Archie it's, so much. It's been a while, but we forgot how much Reggie loves Archie. But Reggie never forgot. Meanwhile, Archie thinks of war, and Veronica yeah. watches Archie think, think of, of war. war. Uh, we we get a quick scene where Betty's trying to write her speech. Nothing really happens because here. more importantly, Veronica arrives at Archie's house to return his stuff. Yeah, she's bringing his stuff back after three years. And I thought they were going to hang out together as friends because she says, "I want to be with you." No. It's sex. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, oh, sweet. They're going to, like, do a puzzle together and hang out. No, I want to be with you one last time. Like, you guys could probably just also just be together. Yeah, you on- could do a puzzle. <laughs> on- honestly, the Yuke is Betty. Like, there's no chemistry between Betty and Archie at this moment. There's and- no re- – like, 
at this point, they don't have to have broken up. Yeah, you could. Veronica's just... obviously over it. Yeah, everyone seems to be over it. <laughs> anyway, it's the next morning and Archie talks about war again. <laughs> yep, yep. He continues a summer school lie. And like, we, we're going to, we, let's sort of fast through this. We get, a, we get a few things here. We get a lot of kids talking to their parents. Jughead is thinking about like, maybe... I'll go to Toledo. And FP's like, absolutely not. You will go to college. <laughs> FP spikes him into the center of the earth and is like, no! Have you not paid attention to your storyline this entire season? <laughs> Me, FP, have has actually probably had one of the most stable arcs in this entire show. I want better for my after son. After season one. <laughs> Even season one, he wanted better for his son. He just only knew how to do <laughs> he it. He didn't know how to do it by making him homeless. Yeah. yeah. And being in a gang. Being in a gang. Uh, it's like, no, you're going to go to college. And then <sighs> we got to begin the Cheryl and Tony story. So line. Tony and Sweet Pea and Fangs are showing Nana around. <laughs> yeah, for the life of me, I can't figure out why Sweet Pea and Fangs are there. I guess because they're serpents, so the mom knows them. And uh, Tony's locker is not cleared out yet. And Nana's like... <laughs> and it's got a prominent photo of her and Cheryl. But then Tony says, like, oh, I just didn't want to, you know, say goodbye to my memories yet with mm. my friends and my girlfriend. And Nana's like, your girlfriend's pretty cool. Nana, yeah, Nana seems totally fine now. She, like, not like, oh, yeah, but she's like, but she gives, like, a, a nod. It's like, like, you have brought honor to the Topaz name. Meanwhile, well, Cheryl, Cheryl... sees this from a distance. Cheryl, who... Who, like, is walking over, and Tony doesn't see her, but Cheryl sees Nana. And who is smiling. Who is smiling and goes, no, I can't go over there, and turns around and leaves. So now we got to go into the graduation ceremony, and let me, oh no, we're not there yet. Yeah. Graduation ceremony, Betty does her speech, which is, she talks about how their high school years were co-opted by fear and drama and death, and it's real sad that a bunch of their friends are dead, and also their parents. Yeah, and that is good. That but is that right. Is specifically about her friends. And then it pivots. I mean, and Midge. They all know Midge. That's true. They yeah. did all lose a classmate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it pivots, and she starts like, throwing a lot of shade at, like, the town like she, she talks about the next generation and she's like like you who never knew of a oh yeah she talks about how their class is so lucky because they remember good riverdale but the kids who are younger than them only know bad riverdale I'm like oh you mean three years ago number one the like jelly bean is 14 she can remember what it was <laughs> like when she was 11 she, yeah it was three years ago because betty and this entire series will really as you said last week they really say like oh no Jason was the moment everything broke. But the thing is, Riverdale was still a good town during season one. Yeah. It was a town that was grappling with the loss of Jason. Yeah. And there was a little bit of like, there is a bike gang. But now what we got is we got there was like, there's always been Sisters of Quiet Mercy. There's always been Sketch Alley. Yeah. Um, I read something from one of the YA novels that apparently this town used to have um, the... Some like Halloween revelry where the Sisters of Quiet Mercy used to sacrifice girls to a pagan god. Cool. Yeah. So, th as far as we know, there's like a rough, dirty part of town that is unavoidable. Like, you have to walk through it yeah, and, and I to mean, get to the good part, and you get mugged all and, the time. I know that Clifford Blossom had been selling drugs the entire time. Like, you can't both say that this town used to be a perfect good town and then all of a sudden now it's very different while also having 
it be the crime capital of the Pacific Northeast. And it's just, it's unreasonable that this all cropped up in, we'll say, four years. Like, yeah, it's sure. unreasonable. Yeah, and... And it's clearly not. Like, every... The things that that's... They keep saying this town just got bad, but they keep showing this town has always been bad. So all this means is before they were able to hide it and brush it away... Put it yeah. in its corners. Yeah, that is my. That's what I'm talking about with the whole like privilege, privilege. thing. Is that this speech Betty's giving? As much as it's like, because she ends with being with being like, oh, let's rem- let's hold on to the goodness when we were a s- small, sleepy, slightly boring town. Like, no, no, no. When you were a town that pretended everything was okay, well, there was catastrophe and terrible things going on. And if this was a better show, they would draw parallels. Between like the awakening of the awareness to mm-hmm. the system, the systemic racism in the states, yeah, because that is what this is. Like yeah. there was all it's systemically bad in Riverdale, yeah. and the rich, semi-rich white people got to ignore it, yeah, and now they don't. But, but the, I don't think the show is making that parallel. Well, no, no, I think it, I'm making that parallel. Well, no, I mean it's not because they had Betty say it, and nobody ever came up and said, "Hey, actually." This town's always been bad. You just were able to pretend it wasn't because you were a kid three years ago. Or, I mean, the Midnight Club thing happened in the 90s, and yeah. that was a principal being murdered at a school mysteriously with blue on Because he drank the blue Kool Aid. Randomly, yeah. So then we go into our graduation montage, and, and it cuts Archie. to Archie. Archie has Archie's record, the, his graduation song. Because I think he just went on to, uh, what's it? What's in this town? Snoopster? Yeah, he went to Snoopster. He went to Snoopster, Sleuthster, Spy Google, and searched up graduation song. And unfortunately, he did not pick the graduation song by, like, what's it, High C? Uh, All the times we... But he did pick the second one. But here's the thing. I have to say say what it is. The only time in the world that playing Time of Your Life, (laughs) Good Good Riddance is appropriate. Yeah. Like, this song is actually appropriate to the Riverdale characters. It, look, it works for this and should not be used for anything else. It's because Riverdale, <laughs> the town, sucks. Yeah. And these kids are ready to move on. Yeah. Like, the irony is ripe. Well, I mean, that's not really what that song is about. Whatever. Anyway. Um, it, it has never worked before, but it works this time. And then I had to pause the TV and scream to the heavens in joy yeah. because Mr. Weatherby is wearing a single leather glove to hide his missing finger. Yes, I was. I was right. He 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 to protect the finger because that one scene was literally just him holding the finger down. <laughs> um, he wears a glove. Good. So good. <laughs> good. Yeah, and he will only wear one glove because he's a baller. Now. During this graduation ceremony, all our characters graduate, although I think Sweet Pea and Fangs cross the stage <laughs> as together. a group. I think Sweet Pea and Fangs graduate together like, we're the secondary characters. <laughs> but Archie, when he gets up there, he still gets a folder. Like, yeah, good on Weatherby, Weatherby for not... Weatherby does great. Yeah, good on Weatherby for not embarrassing Archie. Honey would have been like, no, and slapped the folder <laughs> out of his hand. It's like, you didn't graduate. I'm a good principal. It was a trick. Ah! Uh, but Archie gets it, and then it causes him to hallucinate the <laughs> he, soldiers. He opens the folder, sees that it's empty, because of course it is. Yeah. And Yes, and then, as Kevin says, he hallucinates the soldiers, who, like, wave at him as they head off to war. Yeah. <laughs> Hitler died. <laughs> We're going to the easy part of the war. <laughs> no war is easy, but our part is more easy, I think. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Meanwhile. A lot, of, a lot of shade thrown at the final months of the war. Apparently that is the stand we're going to take. Canada wasn't there for the beginning. Great at war. We liberated Holland. <laughs> uh, That's why we have so many tulips. We have so many tulips. Uh, so... You know, everyone's out there being with their family. Cheryl has wandered off. <laughs> Which is good, because her mother emerges from the bushes like Homer Simpson in that meme. Aaron, this is something... God, there's a lot of things in this episode that we just have to say, I guess they did off screen. Penel- Penelope should not actually be able to allow leave the Maple Club. I assume when Cheryl sold her shares to veronica they removed the um the claws that she has to live in the maple club no the tracking bracelet she had on her ankle tony made a tracking bracelet for her that if she left the maple club it would i assume that veronica just stopped paying attention to it well it's supposed to scream like uh what what cheryl says is that if she leaves the maple club it will literally start screaming on her ankle we already know that penelope blossom has started living in the walls of cheryl's house again and also she murdered all those blossoms well that's what i mean like i we i can we completely missed it last week but i guess i guess that just happened off she she was still living in the maple club though when betty when cheryl went to go get her so penelope I guess, just stood at the back of the gym, and no one noticed she was there, because she's, she's not wearing a she's disguise. She's wearing a creepy mask, I don't know, <laughs> to get off of this moment. Um, and she has decided that Cheryl is a woman now, so she's going to turn herself in for a small amount of her crimes. Oh, yeah. And she... also, she wheeled and dealed with Hiram, so she's going to premium prison, and will be out within four years. Oh, bull a hundred... What is... What possibly could she... Could she... Offer Hiram? Uh, well, no, what possibly... Could she say that would let her do four years? And even if she is able to, in episode, give good behavior off of four years, out of episode, no. She is a serial killer. She's killed over a dozen people. No, wasn't the only thing she was caught for, though, was, like, doing that trick maze with the kids? She did say, she did say to them, she admitted to them that she also um, was, she also essentially was the Gargoyle King. Like, yeah. she did that. Um, I thought she was just only caught for doing the trick maze. Yeah, like, I don't know what she is, is going being to... charged for? I don't know what she's going to admit to. But even even that, they play this as if, like, oh, she's she'll go off to jail. She'll do her time, and it's fine. Now Cheryl and Penelope have a good relationship. Like, no. No. No, Penelope's a serial killer. She And Penelope she, was abusive mother. She has been... The, yeah, she... <laughs> I mean, yes, as well. <laughs> that. Well, I just mean that she and Cheryl can't have a good relationship. Yeah, and what what did the relationship get fixed from? Because because Penelope killed all those blossoms, killed all the board members. She she has admitted to the fact that she was the one who cultivated the Black Hood for the second time. She was the one who had Schick, I guess, put up gargo- griffins and gargoyles. And not only that, in the past, she was the one who killed. The principal. Feather, Featherhead. When she was a teenager. And she is the reason that Dilton Doily and Benjamin Button are dead. Like, she's the yeah. reason they committed suicide. She was the reason that, that Dilton Doily didn't have a dad for a long time. Yeah. Like, she does not deserve to just be like, I'm going to go to jail, a private jail where Hiram will assure that I'm... I guess Hiram's not giving well up his jail to Hermosa. I, I guess he gets to keep the jail. That's a different business. <laughs> That's a different business. 
I it, it this is the moment where I paused and went, no, you're not be able to do f- good behavior and for you- years. I'll see you by the time you graduate college. If she's out of jail and we're supposed to have any sort of sympathy for her because she did nothing to deserve it. I know this is a trope in like teen dramas and like drama dramas, I think, mm-hmm. where like, you know, the villain kind of becomes a part of the hero team. Absolutely. Like maybe this you sh- can... Tr- Alice has gone through a lot. I can accept Alice kind of having a change of heart. Uh, but I'm, like Penelope. I'm still not cool with season season three doing the whole thing where it's like she's terribly abusive, but she was undercover for the FBI. She like, gave away Betty's college fund. Like <laughs> and actually gave it away. Like like yeah, like no. If she if it was her being undercover, she's terrible undercover. <laughs> she's atrocious. So I am so angry and then it ends with them just sort of being like okay well I will, well I guess it ends with Cheryl being like I don't know if I'm going to Highsmith College but we can't dwell on that because FP I guess is leaving right this second he did say I'm leaving tomorrow apparently time is of the essence I don't know why because he knew that Alice would cry so much that he would never leave I think he's just like my contract's running up I gotta hit the end of this man <laughs> so he tells Jughead to keep being a better Jones than any Jones who's ever Jonesed by being a success yeah and then um, Alice is like is this the end of our story and he's like oh I sure hope not but I gotta go to Toledo <laughs> for a couple of years I <laughs> I this is the scene where I wondered if this was a stand-in for Jellybean because she's sitting in the in the side seat and she won't turn her head and has this big old helmet on and then eventually she puts glasses on. But then, it, but yeah, there's a front shot and it yeah. is her. I'm like, okay, why is that side shot so weird? So then he rides off into the sunset, and with, all the other bikers go with him, kind of with him. Meanwhile, Archie signs up for the army. Yeah, and the it, army, and- to be fair, is like. You can't sign up for the army on a whim, dude. Yeah, at least they do have the guy be like, hey, so... And they're packing up, like... To be fair, though, he was going to join the Navy. Yeah, well, he was going to join the Naval Academy. Yeah, but but it means he still has to serve time in the Navy. Yeah. So... They're similar but different. Veronica will have feelings about this. But first, Veronica goes to Pops and is like, I need a menu for a secret reason. And I was like, okay, well, it's a time capsule. It's definitely a time capsule. Um, And she'll also, uh, she's now signing over Pop Tates to Pops. So thank God an adult is going to be in charge of a business again. I All I can think here is like, you could have done that at any time. Okay. But she liked it. And then she talks about how Pop Tates was the first place that made her feel like Riverdale was home. Yeah. Which I disagree with. Not in that scene. <laughs> Not in that scene. Not in that scene. When she walks in like the Grim Reaper and I was like, this place is kind of gross. Ooh, but Archie. Look at this boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then Betty's nice to her and she's like, friend? <laughs> so anyway, they make their time capsule. Yeah. Betty puts in some newspapers and a bobby pin. I guess she's the editor of the blue and gold for the last three days. She's- Sure, sure. sure. Um, Reggie puts in a signed football. Veronica puts in that menu. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin mentions Josie. <laughs> Which, I mean, Melody and Belle should still, they're not yeah. characters. And then Cheryl and Tony, I don't think, got what a time capsule is because they throw in trash. So Cheryl puts in her Riverdale Vixens t-shirt. Well, no, she puts in her HBIC shirt. Oh. Which I think... It's mentioned so many times in the Wikipedia. I think it's like uh, my 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 wants to say head bitch in charge. 
Yeah, so that's trash. That means nothing to anyone who ever looks in this time capsule. Well, yeah. Well, and she even says, I couldn't get anyone to wear this. And then throws it into the time capsule. And then Tony's like, I'm going to keep my ser- serpent's jacket because I love the serpents. So I'm putting in this pretty poison's jacket, which will mean nothing to anyone 75 <laughs> just, years from they now. They just throw in their personal trash. Okay, but then Jughead Jones puts in his hat yeah which is meaningful to us but 75 years from now some teenager is gonna be like why (laughs) is this toucan here i'll say at least that's meaningful to jughead yeah at least to him he's like i'm giving up something these the other two were just like i don't want this anymore then archie kind of gets it so archie puts in a guitar pick And a hammer that he took from his dad's business. <laughs> Which I think is on par with a beanie. Because <laughs> you open these up and you're like, oh, a guitar pick. I mean, I guess in 75 years, maybe they don't play guitars. But then a hammer. <laughs> like, we know what like, a hammer is. Why? Like, was Riverdale High in 2020 well, really into construction? Well, it just feels like, like, because that's something that, that an anthropologist finds. And considering the fact that I don't think they tell anyone, they just <laughs> bury it behind the bleachers, bleachers in a hole. I don't think anyone knows to dig it up. I think it will be like. <laughs> It'll uh, be them in 20 years. And they'll be like, hey, memories of our past. I thought it's going to be like 100 years in the future. People are just like digging up a hole and they're like what is this strange thing we have found so the core four hang out on the bleachers that they just buried the time capsule behind i think they're drinking beer yeah and archie sweet boy archie who's about to join the army says they have to make a pact that they're gonna meet at every year every Every year year yeah on the anniversary of this moment (laughs) now Obviously, they have to slide right past it. But if I was there, I would be like, what do you mean? Like, at this time? Or do you want an entire day that will just be like, show up at one point in this 24-hour period? Or, like, this is the year of our Lord 2020. (laughs) They can just text each other in the time leading up to May 6th. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, like, what I said is like, I mean, that seems like that could definitely work for... Uh, a couple of years. Well, no, I meant for a couple of them, like oh, yeah. Jughead and Betty and that. But Archie, you're going to be in the military. Yeah, you're not in control you, of your own schedule. You might not get leave at that time. You might be overseas. Anyway, um, Archie uh, says that he's going to go to, he's going to join the army. He goes and, to basic training tomorrow. Yeah, he, apparently, going to the army, he'll get him a high school degree and get him ready for college. So here's the thing. In many ways, I'm honestly okay with Archie joining the army. Hmm. He was planning on going to the Naval Academy anyway, so he was already planning to serve his country. And here in Canada, working at the medical school, I actually know a lot of people who have done, um, you know, five years of service or 10 years of service. And then because they did that service, working in like a specialized position, um, they're now paying for their medical school. Yeah. So Archie seems to be taking that route. I don't see anything wrong with serving your country. I just don't trust Riverdale to be nuanced about it. No, my concerns are more on a systemic level. I don't. I think it's great people serve the country. I don't like the idea of people being forced into because of a poor education system that has ill prepared them. That they have to do it, or else what else are they going to do? But I mean, there are lots of things you can do without a university degree. Like post secondary education is not for everyone. Well, yeah, but we know that in Riverdale, you can't. If you don't go to college, Aaron, your life, and even one year later, but apparently if you're going to this, then it's fine. That's the, okay, so that's the thing, actually. The thing that frustrates me (laughs) is there's space for, like, an interesting, nuanced discussion about this, but instead the way it's presented is just army bad. 
And like, well, I don't think it actually is presented as army bad. I think the, I, I actually don't think the Veronica, like, but there's no discussion, right? Like, it's yeah. just this is not this is not the forum for this because the choice to join the army and the choice to do that and the decision to be like, hey, I'm going to jo- join the army because it will give me opportunities that I won't get otherwise. Yeah. Which a lot of indigenous people in the states have to do that because if they don't join the army, they are not going to college and they're often on the front lines and they're often killed. Um, at higher levels than those who join the army because they have like a family tradition of serving. Yeah, um, like it's so complicated, and I don't just I just don't see this discussion taking place on the show. Yeah, I mean, and because th- they show Archie's, and I think they do their their the basic understanding of the show does is that like it's actually a pretty noble thing to do because Archie talks a lot about how like all, all those uh, like you know those other uh, boys they they uh, at the end of the time they they knew what they're going to do they're going to go off and Archie talks about like at this point now I have a whole lot like for the first time I feel like I have purpose and really what is it for the first time he knows what his future is mm-hmm. because he ma- did that because he made because he made a decision and s- but, an adult in the world supported it yeah it's the problem i guess like, there, it feels like a lot of a lot of the backing stuff up to this moment really feels like he was forced he, he literally was, everyone in the world has let him down yeah and he was forced into a position that if he had really made a choice and it doesn't feel like Ah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, Betty is supportive because Betty is Betty, and Veronica is not because there's a war going on. <laughs> and Archie's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Ver- I'll give this Veronica. Really, this is not Veronica's problem. Her, her, I like. like her problem is that she loves Archie, and he's going away. Yeah, and these stupid teens don't know how to get over the fact that Archie kissed Betty once. So we can't dwell on this right now. First, Cheryl has to tell Tony that she's not going to Highsmith College, but because Tony should it, definitely keep going. Yeah, Tony definitely should keep going. But she's not going because it doesn't feel right. Because she has to stay in Riverdale and fix her family name since all the other Blossoms I, are dead. I have to stay in town and rehabilitate so we can't be together. And that, but here's the thing. That's not the reason why. Cheryl has never had an interest in rehabilitating the Blossom name. She only is upset that that Tony's grandmother... Was briefly put off by them dating. But in this scene, Tony says, No, my grandma's warming up to it. She's go- she knows we're going to live together, and she's going to give us care baskets. Cheryl's problem is that Tony fixed the problem. But Cheryl needs to fix the problem better. Cheryl needs to do it. Cheryl's going to prove to everyone that the Blossoms are good and everyone should want to date a Blossom. Yeah, like, her... Her arc has never been, I want to redeem the Blossom name, except for three episodes ago, where it turns out it actively affected her because Tony briefly couldn't go home with her on prom night. And so now she's like doing this whole martyrdom thing where it's like, I have to break up with you so I can stay here alone with my grandmother. And it's so stupidly blind to the fact that Tony is actively has con like can do things. And like dumb teens are dumb and Cheryl should have an adult in her life, but she doesn't. So well, well, and it's just, this relationship is so goddamn toxic. Like she, in the scene, it, it feels like she's upset. Not upset, but, like, she's refusing to accept that Tony has any impact on the relationship. That Tony could not work to... And Tony was... She did fix it, like, Which in, is to actually, an extent. 
frankly astonishing because Tony literally never does anything ever. Well, it's because it's shown off screen. It's not in Cheryl's purview. But she refuses to accept that Tony has done work to make her grandmother be more cool with them and her grandmother is she knows she'll live they're living together she's going to send them things not she's not obviously a hundred percent a but But i mean she is like if she knows they're living together and she's sending them things like she's clearly on board yeah really really no (laughs) really it seems like there but no cheryl needs to break up with tony because she needs to do it her way and she'll they'll get to get back together on her terms also you don't have to break up with someone just because you don't go to the same college but anyway (laughs) i just want to say i do think i want more than anything else i want (laughs) after the whole break cheryl to try to get back to tony and be like tony being like no i think i'm good i got a new i got like a new boyfriend or girlfriend or you know whatever (laughs) So while this is going on, Betty and Jughead are debriefing about Archie and Veronica, and Jughead's like, Veronica responded weirdly, and Betty's like, <laughs> I am reasonably sure that Veronica and Archie broke up because they've been real weirdos since prom, yeah. and I'm reasonably sure that they broke up because Archie and I kissed once, just once, and now I've told you. Yeah. And Jughead's like, huh. And he thinks about it for a while, and then they kiss. Yeah, then they have they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the morning, it's like, I'm like, okay, good. So, like, they are, maybe they're putting more perspective. But in the morning, they're also weird. Which is fair. Like, it would yeah. take you time to grapple with it. Jughead yeah. says, okay, I got to take Archie to the bus station. When I come back, we should have a conversation. Yeah. And Betty's yeah. like, yep. And then. Um, yep. So, Jughead picks up Archie and they go to the bus stop in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's not a station. It's a stop. Uh, um, and. They talk to each other because Archie's like, Archie's just like, Jughead, I'm going to tell you something before I leave. Just wants to throw <laughs> dynamite behind him as he walks on. And Jughead's bus. like, it's fine. I'm aware of this. Yeah. And he does, in this scene, put it in perspective. He's like, I don't care. Like, I know Betty wants to be with me. No one did this to be hurtful. Well, I'm like, And also, all the things you guys have went through. I feel yeah. like you'd be like, oh, you kiss Betty once. Cool. Did you try to murder her? Don't do it again. (laughs) I don't know. I don't care. While this is going on, Betty also goes to see Veronica to apologize about the kiss because she's realized that Veronica knows. And Veronica is much sadder. But also, she's not mad at Betty because she has only emotion to be sad. (laughs) I just want to hug him one last time. I feel really bad that when I saw him, I just stormed off into the night and didn't say goodbye before he goes to war. I mean, before that, we had sex, but not when I knew he was going to war. When there's a bit in my... I mean, to her, what it was, there's a bit in her head that she figured, oh, I can always come back to Riverdale and see him. Yeah, but now he's going to be gone. Yeah, now she's realized he'll fully be gone and she wants to say goodbye and betty's like all right well let's go steal archie's car <laughs> I th- and I go think, meet him at the bus station i i think archie gave it to betty some point off screen maybe because yeah um because they do go in archie's jalopy like exposed motor they're gonna get there and then the bus left one second ago and i want to take a moment here to mention that the song that plays um, I don't know. I've never heard it before, but it has the lyrics, I will follow you into the dark. And all I could think of is the Death Cab for Cutie song about death. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is this song playing? Well, while well, <laughs> this song plays, Archie sits on the bus and he remembers previous seasons of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Ar- by the time that um, uh, Veronica and, and uh, Betty get there, Archie has already left like a minute ago. And Jughead's just sitting there because I think he's like, 
how do I get home? <laughs> I didn't plan this. I guess I picked him up, but where am I parked? <laughs> Does he, Jughead have a car? I mean, he must, because FP has a car, and FP left on a bike. Well, he said, I am picking Archie up, so... He's, he's just taking a moment <laughs> to think means. about. Uh, but they get their other chase off. But meanwhile, Archie, yes, he is thinking. And then he sees his friends, and he runs to the front of the bus... Actually, he says, I love you to Veronica through yeah. the window, and she says, I love you. And then he runs to the front of the bus, and he's like, I didn't say goodbye to my friends, and they're right there. Can we please stop the he also, bus? He also says, my girl, which I'm like, yeah, that's how you get, it. That's how you get the army guy to and stop. And the army guy does stop. Well, because this army is aesthetically the 1940s. He is, he's not on, like, I thought he was on, like, a, going on a Greyhound to no, get no. to basic training. He's he, on an army bus. No, he's on an army green single star. The driver is dressed kind of anachronistically, but... But he's like... Oh, your girl's the most important. He doesn't say this, but yeah. in his eyes, his eyes say, your girl's the most important thing yeah. in the world. So he gets off, and I think Archie and Veronica make up. They do a lot of kisses, and they say goodbye, Question and mark? they say, I love you. And, and then, then he goes over and awkwardly, like, nods at <laughs> Betty. I think he hugs her, but... And then he bro-hugs Jughead, and Jughead bro, says, Jughead. don't say bro. God, I want Archie to be like, I know how to make this right, and just kiss Jughead. <laughs> there. <laughs> We're all good. We've all kissed each other now. All good. All good. <laughs> like, I think technically Veronica would have had, had to, to kiss, kiss Jughead. Jug all right, let's figure out the math of this. So I know Betty and Veronica have kissed before. So I that wasn't season the, one. Yeah, so maybe we can count that. Maybe we get that out of the way. Um, so I kissed Jughead. Veronica needs to kiss Jughead. Unless Veronica kissed Jughead during a plot. We've had a lot maybe, of maybe tricks did. and, and then plots. Veronica kisses me. And then I think Jughead kisses the bus driver. There's some math here. Hold on a second. But there's uh, no time for math. There's only time for dramatic driving into the future and hugs and the show should be done. Well, and because, I mean, now to be fair, ending a show with Archie going off to war is, is it, a show from the 1940s. Especially <laughs> with this song, I Will Follow You Into the Dark Playing. I don't think it's the name of the song. It's just the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to the point that as the bus is driving off, it's this long shot, and they linger on this bus for so and long. And then Archie runs to the back and looks out the back window. Well, yeah, and I'm like, uh, and he puts his hand against it, and this is someone going off to jail. Like the this hand, is like a horror movie. Yeah, this is not good. And it, 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 the, the, what's, what would you call it? The visual storytelling does not match what I think they want us to feel, because all I could visualize is this bus suddenly exploding. Yeah, <laughs> but Kevin. Show's not done. No. Cheryl and Nana Rose stand outside the gates to Thornhill, where they will rebuild. <laughs> we will build here in Thornhill, which I burned down in my youth. And I'm like, yeah, you mean like three years ago? Uh, <laughs> you were 15? I mean, <laughs> she did think she was burning her mother's When death. I was part of the last... Her mother was outside. Her mother went back in. <laughs> And her mother did not die and just has to wear that one glove. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back when I was 15, part of the previous generation. But now I'm part of my generation. And now, a Jughead voiceover about how when Archie was gone, everyone began to splinter. And I refuse to believe that. Archie was not the glue holding this group together. It's Betty. <laughs> well, and... And I would say that maybe keeping Veronica there, because Veronica has no interest in anyone other than Archie, even as much as she says she cares about Betty. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. So, but this entire scene feels like the end, once again, weirdly thematic stuff. It feels like the end to Stand By Me, mm. when he explains when someone gets stabbed in the line at a bank. Because the way that he describes Veronica is like, we were, you know, a week later, Veronica was like, 
I think I'll go. Uh, She's going to go to the Hamptons to hang out with her mom. Yeah, I'm going to the Hamptons. And Andy Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, remember when I said that I couldn't remember uh, that, I think she mentioned the housewife thing? Yeah. Andy Cohen uh, endorsed her for mayor. Oh. Yeah, because he wanted to get her onto one. Okay. Um, anyway, so she's going to go off. And then Jughead's like, oh, a week later, she was gone. And she just fades out of the booth. I'm like, is she dead? No, she's just a real housewife <laughs> No, now. she's just like an hour away. So Jughead and Betty make the mistake of thinking that because they all ran after that bus, everything is fixed. Yeah, I don't think they had that talk they, they were going to have. They didn't have that talk. And, and because they didn't have that talk, things get and that's the thing. If they had just talked about it, they'd be fine. Yeah, because Jughead, when he was talking to Archie, was like, I don't care. But he, sh- but Betty doesn't know that. Betty thinks that he's... That, that he's upset. And so there's this shot of the two of them sitting on, like, a married couple having marital strife. Sitting <laughs> on two sides of a couch. It's like, so, uh, what are we going to have for dinner today? I suppose we could have the chicken. It also shows them in bed, and they sleep facing different directions. And sometimes you just want to do that. Yeah, sometimes that's where the cool <laughs> air is coming fine. from. Um, but apparently, no, it's a thing that Betty decides that her and her, like, Betty needs to focus on Yale. I think Jughead says you should focus on Yale. And so Betty's going on, a, taking a road trip with her mom to go to Yale a little bit mm. early. Although it does appear that she leaves, like, two months early. Yeah. Uh, it's unclear. And then Jughead, being makes, the one that remains, makes some weird choices. So I just want to say that, like, when FP left to go to Toledo, he was like, okay, Jughead's going to be fine for the next three months, right? Yeah. I assume that- He has somewhere to live. Yeah. Instead, Jughead's like, it didn't feel right to live, to stay in the Coopers. Like, not the Coopers, actually. That's actually your house. That's actually your house. Your dad purchased it with money. So unless if your dad gave it to Alice, like, when he left, which he could have done, it's still, like... It's still it's your, your house. your house. Let's be honest. It's been your house now for a year and a yeah. half. So stop calling it the Coopers' house. It's your house. But he felt weird, so he moved into Archie's abandoned house, which he, is for sale. Aaron, he squats in Archie's abandoned house. Yeah, he, he d- you know what? If he had told Molly Ringwald Andrews, she would have been like, oh, God, of course you can live there until you go to college. I totally understand why that feels weird. They have to own, like, he has to own that house. Yeah. Like, like they, they're not still paying off the mortgage for sure. Yeah. Like, she for sure would be like, oh, yeah, we'll just hold off selling it for a couple months. Yeah. But uh, but he squats in there until they cut off the the, the power first. The power. So then he lights candles. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, this isn't working anymore. Then the gas is turned off. Yeah. And, and then the water. He, then he moves to the bunker, which I guess has those things. Uh, unknowable. I guess it probably has a generator. <laughs> and then on the last day before he has to go to University of Iowa, he's like, bye, Pops. I've been coming here every day this summer. Yeah. And uh, Pops, like, has to be the one to be like, I'm going to miss seeing you here every day, you know, being Pops. And then Jughead's like, I'll be back in one year. And he wonders if they'll keep the va- the, the vow. Now. Spoiler. Cut, cut to one year. <laughs> cut to one year. Spoiler for what happens right now. Uh, cut to one year later. Jughead's there alone. With... The beginnings of a mustache to and show that time has passed. Wearing a button-down shirt. Ooh, Ooh. To show that time has passed. No new toque. Um, now, no one else will show up. And here's what I'm going to say. Archie, I understand. Veronica, 
But Betty, Betty, come on. I know you and Jughead are like had a weird thing. And also I probably let's be clear. Jughead probably also didn't reach out to Betty but at like, any point. This is the year of our Lord 2021. It, they have internet. Like, we, why were they not Facebooking and, like, we, like Instagramming each – Instagramming. I don't know what it's we, called in Riverdale. Yeah, we were talking Instagramming. <laughs> the seven deadly Instagrams. <laughs> um, we talked about how, like, oh, we know that obviously they, they get – when we know that when they get back, Archie – or um, Betty and Jughead are broken up. Mm-hmm. And we were really hoping they would do it during the break because it would be an interesting thing to, like so – They, like, drift apart while they're at college. But instead, they just sort of, like, this uh... – This is nothing. And this I, is nothing. And I think they decided to be like, oh, but it's realistic. I don't think it – is no what's realistic is you go to different colleges and you try really really hard in, in, and then maybe you realize that your lives have changed instead we decide to do the stupidest the thing that we've repeatedly said was the stupidest thing in season four when betty and archie pretended to be in a relationship so hard that they tricked themselves for a minute which i mean happens to teenagers in plays all the time i am so. shocked that they never kissed when they were pretending to be in a relationship well, they did, but they didn't count that. Oh, they didn't count that. Right, 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 right. Um, but they kissed during Hedwig, and then there didn't seem to be any chemistry with them beyond that. They never were drawn together again after that. And, but that is the catalyst for all of this. And it just doesn't... F- and then then after Betty left to do that, her and Jughead at no point ever... Talked ever again. Ever. For seven years. And you know what? If this... Pl- this play if this tv show was set in 1944 as it wants us to think it was yeah sure but not in 2021 everyone has the internet everyone has friends and boyfriends and exes from home yeah they're they're they're, i know they're going to do this thing where they're going to get back and they're going to be like we haven't talked in seven years because oh my god we couldn't like no you could yeah if you want to pretend that now coming back in 2027 that they didn't then it has to be more they drifted thing. apart. They drifted apart, and it would have been fun to do it over the seven years, because, like, then there's more meat in those seven years. Exactly. Anyway, he gives a voiceover being like, I wouldn't, because once again, this is Stand By Me, I wouldn't see them again for six years, but <laughs> we'll be brought back together through, oh, well, you know the old things. Mystery, betrayal, Drama. And that's it. And it was, oh, it was good. It was, I, it was fine. The end is a little hinky, but. <laughs> I mean, I would say the end was probably the best part of it. Like, they didn't go for over the top. Maybe they would have if they, it was the end of the season. It was just like, yeah, we'll see you in one six, week. <laughs> six years. We'll see you in six years in one week. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. The other episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment when Logic walked across the stage at graduation and opened up their graduation folder only to see no diploma, which was honestly what they expected? <laughs> yeah. I did. And I choose the fact that FP decided that he was moving to <laughs> Toledo on a motorcycle with a sidecar. Where's he them brought, clothes? He brought nothing with 
bathroom. He just walked off. I guess they don't own anything because if you see the Cooper house, there is nothing that belongs to the Joneses in that house. Did Gladys take it when she left? Where is the stuff they moved into that house with? Because we know that the Coopers, the Coopers, Alice sold all her stuff. Yeah. But the stuff that's in the Cooper house is still the same set dressing <laughs> the as before. Cooper's house. Where did this stuff come from? Where is FP's things? Like, they need clothing. If nothing else, they need to take at least a suitcase with clothes in it. They're going to show up at Gladys's place and be like, yo, Gladys, we got nothing and we're living here now. We're a part of Toledo now. FP, this is why you got divorced. You're so bad at... <laughs> bad at it. You know what? You're good at the day-to-day stuff. You're really bad at the grand gestures <laughs> and taking care of your children. <laughs> well, now we're here in Toledo. We're here to join a, a, the Toledo gang. I feel like it's a real gang. Oh, I know. Weren't they, like, chopping up cars and, like... Um, Gladys, they're doing chop shop. And also, Gladys cut out Penny Peabody's eye. She did do that. FB has done nothing. I oh, know he killed people. FB has killed people, but not as a serpent. And like, FB killed someone to be the sheriff. And like, also not super on purpose. He kind of got caught up in it. No, no, no. He he was an assassin to kill Tall Boy. Yeah, but it was Tall Boy. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact. All, a lot of people that Pen- that uh, Penelope killed were also kind of like she killed Clifford. She killed Claudius. Clifford killed himself. No, she killed Clifford. She oh, poisoned. I she poisoned him and staged it as a suicide. I just liked when the sheriff rolled up to town and she and Cheryl just stood outside and pointed. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, Blossom. So weird. Yeah. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did. And it's got to be the entire sequence with Jughead moving out of the Coopers. For, for one, they didn't leave permanently, Jughead. They went on vacation. I bet Alice expected you to watch the house. And I bet when she got back and he wasn't there, she cried. Yeah. <laughs> I wish when she got back and there was and it was burned down because he didn't turn off the pilot light. She's like, what? Jug- what? I thought you were house-sitting. <laughs> what? what? My power bill is what? <laughs> she called Betty and was like, your boyfriend was supposed to be house-sitting when we were taking you to Yale. <laughs> Did you know that he just went to a bunker and maybe betty has been trying to contact him but he like turned his cell phone off but he's I, like jughead I, why aren't you in the house <laughs> hey jughead can well, you mail or, me this or thing? betty called the house phone we know they have a house That's line and she then, calls him every day to like check in on her she, road trip she, yeah she called it and it's like he's not answering like, i guess he's still mad at me <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, if they come back and she's like, I called you every day while I was on my trip with my mom. And, and then you, I just figured you never forgave you me. You never answered, so I just assumed that was it. <laughs> she's like, oh, nah, I left immediately after you did and squatted in the house next door across the street. And she's like, what? <laughs> hey, where did Archie's dog go? I guess with probably with Molly Ringwald Andrews. To Chicago. To and Chicago. Her girlfriend. And yeah, with Molly Ringwald Andrews, then a girlfriend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Vegas. Will he be back in seven years? He's a pretty big dog. He'll think, be very old. I think he'll be dead. Yeah. 2027. There'll be seven. There'll be three years after Starcrossed. And we know what Starcrossed did. We know what the technology level like will be like in 2024. I want to see clear cell phones. I want to see holograms. Here's what I'll say. I understand that Riverdale is anachronistic, but I want to see some, not like future tech. But like Starcrossed level future tech. Something. You're in 2027. Just mention a Mars 
colony. You know what? They're going to call things by stupid other names. They're going to be on the planet Lars. <laughs> well, that's because Riverdale, ta- Riverdale takes place on Lurth. <laughs> so, you know, I would, hang on. I've been doing the Pacific Northeast joke forever, but maybe... In actuality, there is a Pacific there, Northeast. There is the Pacific Northeast, and there's like, like the Pacific and the Atlantic are, are switched, swapped. and the climates are, are all nebulous. And <laughs> <sighs> so, if you have we know magic day. exists, we know magic exists in Riverdale. And I refuse to believe that Griffins and Gargoyles is not a magic game. It has to be a magic game. It has <laughs> to be. So, if you have thoughts about what will the world will look like in seven years on Riverdale, please tell us on the social medias. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And also, please give us your ratings and reviews and subscriptions on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever your podcaster of choice is. We're on all of them, which you know because you're listening to us right now, but tell other people to listen to us, please. I think it's pretty good housekeeping. You can also uh, catch my books. I got All Gods Fall uh, with Season 2 coming out this summer. And my Cyberpunk Fantasy Endless Hunger. Both are available through my website. Well, through my website, through other things. I don't sell through <laughs> my website because shipping would be insane from Canada. Uh, at kevinweirbooks.com. And I can also be found over at aflimsyplan.com.